0: 1-1 and what promises to be the closest title fight in years it's the Portuguese Grand Prix from Algarve not Porto. get it right Colin <laughs> and I'm joined this week by Tom as you've just heard and I'm also joined this week by Nick who is just finished watching the Portuguese Grand Prix at the same time as ourselves and we're gonna wrap up the action from the weekend we'll start off probably with some pretty big news going into the weekend We've got sprint qualifying approved, It's going to be tested at three races this year. Um, what's everyone's thoughts on that, just off the bat?
1: God, I'd like someone to explain it to me, please. Nick, do you know what's going on?
2: Not really, but I'll try. <laughs> <There> <laughs> will... All right, hit me. Well, there will be a normal qualifying session, uh, but all that will dictate is the starting right. grid for the sprint race, or sprint right, qualifying. Which
1: is on Saturday? It is, But we're not allowed to call it a race, right?
2: Well, it is a race, but because there are points up for grabs.
0: Oh, yeah. How many points? Mm hmm So there's three for the winner, two for second, and one for third. (sighs) And the result of that race sets you good for the main race on Sunday.
1: Does it take away the specialness, if that's a word, of the Sunday race? Is it too much racing? I don't know. That's my initial thought, but I'm obviously happy to see what for them to try something new and see how it
0: goes me personally I don't think it's really going to mix up too much Um, I think the idea is if someone has a nightmare it's going to mix it all up or if there's a big crash turn one you're going to have a mixed up grid for Sunday but if if the results are on Friday are probably going to be the Saturday results that would be normal so the sprint race itself I don't think it will mix it up if someone has a bad Friday it gives Saturday gives them a chance to recover Mm. Someone gets taken out on Sunday, uh, on Saturday, sorry, then their Sunday's gonna be ruined. So it's it. I'm not really too on board. Um, so the sprint race on Saturday is going to be I think a hundred kilometers with no mandatory pit stops. So about 30-40 minutes in length. I'm just I'm just unsure about how how more exciting it will be to be honest, and if it will actually mix up anything. But I'm hoping to open to see it tried.
1: I almost feel like a point for qualifying would be more beneficial. I don't know. Or mm. at least allowing pit stops or, or something else like that. I mean, I am mean, I I'm correct you thinking there's less uh, practice Nick? Uh,
2: yes. I believe it's one free practice session on the Friday
0: um, before qualifying.
1: Right. Uh, and that's it. Or is there anything on the next day?
0: I think there's a second practice on Saturday mm. morning. Oh, uh, right. For an hour or an hour and a half, which lets some get their race set up. Sorry.
1: So, so do, do either of you have enough time on a weekend to watch two two lots of racing and a qualifying?
0: No, not particularly, because <laughs> qualifying will take the normal place of Fridays when I'm supposed to be working. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. So <laughs> to to be fair, to losing practice sessions, I'm not actually bored about because I don't really, I, I stick them on the background normally and I don't really find them that exciting. Um so i changing that up fair enough, that's good but I'm not really too excited about seeing a second shorter race because it... everyone will just stick on a medium tyre and go the full distance
1: uh, yeah, that's a good point, maybe there should have been something where it's like and you're only allowed to use soft tyres
0: yeah <laughs> they're bringing they along an ultra soft tyre just for that
1: yeah and I don't know, well I've got to see is it Is it three, three races this year I think
0: yeah Yep. Uh, all right. I think uh, Silverstone's the only one that's really confirmed. I'm not sure about any other ones here. I
2: think they confirmed two, but I don't know what the second one was. Really helpful.
1: <laughs> it's all right, because we're not doing this as professional <laughs> pundits, and we're just fans. We're allowed to be a bit, uh, I don't know, vague with the truth sometimes. Right? Right?
0: Right? <laughs> oh, we've, we've made it very clear that quality is not the aim of this podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's coming in at least at Silverstone and two more um the part mix the reaction, the paddock is kind of mixed to that I think everyone's just kind of will see how it goes but I don't think anyone's yeah. too excited and uh, other big news going at the weekend is that Canada has gone again off the season's calendar your favourite track my favourite track and mine uh, <laughs> Next, right. well yeah I'll say that to both of you I guess <laughs> yeah. I love that track it's, a, it's an amazing track uh, and it's been again due to seems to be a mixture of Covid concerns and finances um, seems to be a mixture of Canadian government or the provincial government uh, didn't want people travelling in and also I think some of the state money that normally goes to the race organisers has been cut this year mm-hmm. so it's been replaced by Turkey which was mad last year. <laughs> Do you think the old track
1: will have more grip this year?
0: I think it's just used for packing higher cars all year, so I'm not really <laughs> sure that will grip it up too much.
1: Uh, oh yeah, hopefully. I don't know what time of year it is. I guess even in comparison to last year should look. I think it's
0: and... June or July. So yeah, so it might worry. be dry. It'll be dry and really hot, mm. being Turkey. Although Turkey is just going into lockdown. The first national lockdown, so... Is yeah. <laughs> it? The first one? I think it's the first full national lockdown, so it's the, t- the timing is a bit strange, but if F1 is truly in a bubble, then it shouldn't be an issue wherever it goes.
1: Mmm... Well, let's see if it happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um I like the track, though. It's got that four apex corner, right? Turn eight? I wonder now... Oh, sorry, Nick.
2: I'll just turn eight, I believe.
1: Yeah, now I've seen on the internet, so it must be true from mm. a Formula 1 game influencer <laughs> who's apparently heard on the grapevine, this is facts, hot facts that uh, because of the late change, Turkey's not going to be in the ne- this year's F1 game
0: uh, uh, That wouldn't surprise me, I mean the games yeah. due out more than one for two it's a, yeah. it's a big ask for them yeah. to dig, <laughs> dig Turkey out of the archives and Yeah, it just out. get the old files Exactly, they must have the old files <laughs> sitting there I'm sure Gabe Development's just like editing a word file. He's just copy and paste new images in. Job done. Job done. Yeah.
1: Um. But maybe Canada, Canada, might still be in it as like a bonus, and therefore we still get to enjoy your favorite tracks. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming China won't be in it this year because it's gone. It was gone early. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Canada should be there, and the new three new tracks are coming post post release. Yep. So a, I don't want to turn this into a video games podcast because no, no, no. that sorry, is that that my is, fault. That is your employment. Um, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they work those new tracks into any gear mode, or if it's just not going to be in it.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll find out. Anyway, let's, let's not dwell on it too much. I do apologise. I just thought, you know, earlier you mentioned oh well two things. Yeah, it's going to be interesting if there's going to be more changes. than how more out of out of sync is the game. But also, you mentioned in a previous podcast, Colin, that you thought there'd be definitely a calendar change because of COVID, yeah. And you were right; I've been, prediction correct.
0: I've been proven right within the next two episodes. Uh, to be fair, the ones I was more nervous about was the uh, European races in Japan, yeah, mm-hmm. which obviously are still mm-hmm. coming, so they could be at risk. But I was looking at the ones like France and things like that, mm-hmm. maybe in jeopardy. But it's a shame it's that it. it's a shame that Spain's still on the calendar, but. Always, yeah. always, one change has been confirmed so far <laughs> so, is there any other news coming out the weekend you guys thought was interesting
1: for me I think it was just that Callum Allett was driving in free practice 1 and he's going to be doing the same in France and I thought oh you know after he didn't progress to uh, F1 uh, where where is he going to fit in especially after Raikkonen and Giovinazzi were sort of confirmed for Alpha and he's a Ferrari Academy driver I believe But they've Mm -hmm. squeezed him in for some free practice stuff so his career is still going in terms of potential F1. Especially if both those drivers get dropped at the end of the year. But anyway, that's for much later in the podcasting year. Just good to see him driving. That was it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I do Uh, like
0: Canemai a lot as well. I was kind of shocked he wasn't considered for a seat but, you know, it's not all decided on uh, just pure race merit as we know. Just kind of probably held him back, but yeah, I, I thought he was in for a sure shoot for the Alfa Romeo seat.
1: Mm. Yeah, me too. I thought it was quite surprising they continued with that lineup. Maybe it's marketing reasons.
0: Yeah, I suppose Kemi Reichen does look good in a Alfa Romeo advert for their two cars, <laughs> two cars at the sale.
1: <laughs> What's the tagline? Oh.
0: I don't know. Is, no. it, is it not? Is it advert no, no. not just the one where the woman's screaming in Italian? Oh, <laughs> uh, there's that. But isn't there a tagline, Nick? Do you know?
2: I don't know what it is.
0: Oh, when I it... drive, you drive. Something yeah. some weird. When I'm on I the see. track, they drive me. When I'm on the track, <laughs> it. Yeah, I drive. This. I drive them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Brilliant marketing there. It's probably why Alfa Romeo doesn't sell any cars at the minute. Anyway. I digress.
0: Qualifying. Qualifying. We'll jump straight into qualifying yes. then. And Q1, couple of big surprises. Ricardo and Stroll both out. Um, mm. Danny Rick just not getting hanging in the yeah. corner at all. I wasn't too surprised yeah. with Stroll, but I was definitely surprised by Ricardo.
1: Yeah. Also, both alphas made it through at the expense of Stroll and Ricardo. Mm. Um, yeah. Ricardo said on his lap in post interview, he basically made mistakes in sector one and sector three, so that's most that's two thirds of the lap he got wrong, I guess. <laughs> yeah, when you uh,
0: when you watch his on board, he had a lock up into I think one of the hairpins, like the left-handers, but the rest of that lap looked reasonable, to be honest. Did it? Yeah, on board it looked reasonable, it just wasn't quick. Hmm. Which is, I think, it's more worrying than if you see someone make blatantly obvious errors in a lap. If you're seeing a guy that looks reasonable, but it's actually slow. Yeah. That's probably a bit more real, would really.
1: I? Are you saying that Mazepin is more promising than Ricardo?
0: I am. Nikita Mazepin <laughs> will win a world title before Daniel Ricardo <laughs> <laughs> On Mazepin, he you was half a one. second off Schumacher, um, which is not bad for him because during practice, I think at one point he was four seconds behind and then he got down to like two seconds. Correct. So yep. getting it down to half a second in qualifying is progress. It is.
1: Um, I mean, uh, some Red Bull drivers were half a second behind Max last year, but then you also you got to think that Mickey's also a rookie, so it's not like you're comparing a, a former, you know, a race winner. You know, they should be on an, a level playing field. I think. Hmm. Or, or, sorry, on an even keel, whatever. Get my expressions right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: in a Q two, the probably the big surprise was Russell uh, up in eleventh. Yeah. His best ever qualifying for Williams uh, and then Alonso and Tsunoda 13th and 14th I was kind of surprised about Alonso and to be fair he, that he had early promise in Bahrain but he's not really he's not really delivered so far in you know, the next two races
1: yeah he's just well you know he's a, he's a rookie so it's, he's got time he's got time but he drives for Red Bull so does he have time <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you think about Russell's performance, Nick?
2: Um, I thought it was a good performance in his quali. He's um, very unlucky to miss out on Q3. I believe it was... Yep. Uh, was it hundredths rather than tenths?
1: Yeah, yeah, five hundredths or rounded up to six hundredths.
2: Mm. Yeah, he's which is incredible. the most out of that car. And
1: yeah. What what do they call him now? Crofty calls him Mr. Saturday, Mr. Which Saturday. Which I think is a bit of a disservice, but... Yes. I, I, I just really want him to get into the top 10 uh, with the Williams, which is considered the second slowest or third slowest mm. car, depending on what, what. Oh, sorry, no. Yeah, yeah, second or third slowest car, depending on what day of the week it is.
2: And Williams bizarrely tweeted
1: our best ever qualifying result. <laughs> Did he? <they? laughs> it was their best in the last three years. Yes. I think that's what they're meant to
0: say. <laughs> since uh, since Claire got booted, then it is. Claire <laughs> yeah. and uh, our Arda got bitied, then I suppose it is. The really Capital, it's your best ever result. Just
1: <laughs> Capito, well done. But did they actually, did they delete it or, or something afterwards? I don't know. <laughs> that's amazing. That's such a good pickup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Talking about qualifying gaps between teammates, that's almost one point two seconds between Russell and Latifi.
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, that's a fair point. That is massive. And we were we were talking up Latifi this year, as in like, oh yeah, he's getting there.
0: To be fair, I thought he did reasonably on the race, which will come. To, but yeah, he's he's one lap pace. George has mm. just got a measure of him, and I don't yeah. I don't see his record being broken this year unless he has a proper awful yeah. session where he puts it in the wall,
1: mechanical failure or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. probably surprised in a different way though, because uh, Sebastian. <laughs> getting into Q3, um, yeah. it was probably his best performance showing so far in Aston Martin in um, qualifying. He's been nowhere so far this year, but the actual looked pretty comfortable in the car on Saturday.
1: I'm not taking that as a positive, though, as harsh as that seems. I mean, he's massively <laughs> out his teammate, who was in 17th and he's in 10th. Mm. But this is a four time world champion we're talking about here, and it's, just, it's a shame and it's quite sad to say, oh, well done for getting
0: into Q3. I know it's obviously the equipment is
1: in, but...
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Aston know. Martin have got major issues this year. Um, and they
1: had a new floor this weekend, which didn't, didn't do anything.
0: No, it didn't help at all. Although,
1: um, maybe I should... I'll, I'll jump in now with this. Every driver who had a better weekend was like, yeah, we've made a real progress this weekend. And every driver who didn't was like, oh, it's the wind. It's the track. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to see it at Barcelona. So, but I, and I sided with the latter, actually. Maybe this track has unique characteristics. It's quite cold. Hmm. and the wind, oh, it sounds like such a lame thing but because these cars generate so much downforce I suppose it maybe does affect them more than rules from years
0: past I think uh, the worrying thing for Aston Martin is that Stroll's car had all the upgrades on it Oh uh, was it? Yeah Stroll had all the upgrades and Sebastian didn't oh, I didn't know that, sorry So if, it's, if, if that's the true pace difference between their upgrades and their original package, that's not a good sign
1: was it last year where Perez didn't get the upgrades as well?
0: Yeah, but then Stroll yeah. kept burning all the upgrades in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it was another Q3 appearance for Gasly. Um, Ocon Standard. had a really good qualifying in P6. Yeah. And then Carl Sainz also qualifying Leclerc for a fighting the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think
1: about Ocon, Nick?
2: It's um, been a long time coming, I think. He's taking his time to get to where he's at, but he's starting to show some promise now.
1: I agree with that. But but then, I haven't had a thought.
0: That's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> I know. This is oh, that's never
1: a good <laughs> sign. What if it's just Alonso not doing very well? You know, what, what? if someone else, what if Hulkenberg was in the Alonso seat? Would Ocon... Qualifying by this team, I don't know, you'll never know the answer to that question, but it almost flatters to deceive a little bit because I think Alonso is just getting back in the swing of things,
3: yeah.
1: But it's great to see. Oh, I hate that expression because everyone says it in the world all the time. It's great to see, but Ocon P6, excellent qualifying result, in my opinion, and Mm Science in P5, also another another great performance. Lando Norris down in seventh.
0: Yeah, he was quite upset after qualifying. I think he said he made a mistake on his lap. I didn't see an on-board, but um, he was unhappy with a mistake that he made on the way around. Uh, I thought it was interesting, actually, but only a couple of cars went quicker. I think only the Robotas went quicker in Q3 than they did in Q2. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was well slower.
1: Yeah, Hamilton was
0: second and a half slower. Uh, 4 tenths slower.
1: Sorry, 4 tenths. Math's not a strong <laughs> point.
0: <laughs> yeah, Nor- Norris was at like 7 tenths, so Claire, I'm just to put some on, I think. So, it, 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 to be fair, that does back up the point as the, the conditions at this track are just mad mm. for these cars. And they do yeah, the, I... the, the changes in elevation and the wind and the relative low temperatures in Portugal this time of year.
1: I think so. I think it highlights my uh, lack of Mathematics skills and also the fact that yeah the, the conditions of the tracks are um, this track is a bit unique. Um, who who qualified in pole? Do you think? Uh, do you think who qualified <laughs> in pole again?
0: Bottas. <laughs> Bottas okay. got pole by seven thousand for a second 7, over Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Max Verstappen was third, but should have been in pole. Um, he went quicker, but lost his lap to track limits again. He's not having a good time with those. He lost the one at Bahrain because of it, and then he's lost pole. to Central. And
1: he lost a podium at Circuit of Americas a few years back.
0: Yep. Oh, yes. Or, um, yeah. Taking Raikkonen off the track.
1: So I don't know if he learns from this or
0: not. Well, to be fair, he's it wasn't a deliberate goal wide here. He was catching a snap through, I think, That's turn true. four, which forced him wide. Would
2: have lost time as well and still set the fastest time.
0: Yeah. I, I suppose it's hard for the FIA to do anything other than look at yeah. a camera and make a judgment. Um, if you they really want to do it properly, you would somehow work out, did they gain time or lose time by doing that? But uh, I guess you would have to set a reference time and then have to have yeah. sensors to detect your speed through it. Uh-huh. And it would, be, it would be too much work for the FIA to make those quick decisions.
1: Also, if they have like, oh, well, it's fine because you're making a mistake. How you define what a mistake? You know,
0: someone could just abuse
1: it all the time. Oh, it was obviously, yeah. obviously, <laughs> <laughs> but it did set the quickest time. He but he yeah. didn't because it was
3: mm-hmm.
1: off track limits. So yes. it could have been quickest, and I did notice the commentary team, which I'm not in commentary for this reason because I don't know, I can't think quickly in uh, in the moment. But they said, "Oh, Mercedes on the front row." That means that they clearly got the quicker car now. The tide has turned, and I was thinking. Well, Max was quicker.
0: Red Bull should be leading the championship. Red Bull should have got mm. at least two poles um, yeah. so far. And they're making a lot of mistakes, which Mercedes yep. made mistakes last week, but recovered. They're just making other little mistakes, which is just costing them. Yeah. Um, and
1: Importantly, that means Hamilton's still in 99 pole positions.
0: He so is. he'll get his 100 at some point. How yeah. peed off do you think like the F1 graphics people are? Uh, I bet you they've got like these magic things to pop up on screen. They've probably got confetti yeah. and fireworks, <laughs> all just sitting waiting for them to do it. Um, they're having to drag all this crap around track to track.
1: Uh, it's a, maybe a topic for another podcast, but just quickly, I think, was it Vauxhall and the British Touring Car won 99 wins for ages? And apparently they had a cake every round, <laughs> just just in case. for it. <laughs> I think they eventually got it because Givinadi won one in 2006. But it was a pretty lean year, and they had to have all these celebrations ready. So I'm sure it's the same with the social media team on F1 and yeah. all that jazz.
0: And Perez was fourth, I think. It was probably the last thing qualifying. only mm-hmm. a tenth. Oh, yeah, tenth and a half behind Verstappen, but if you take Verstappen's true time, it was yeah. six, oh, tenth, yeah. six tenths off his team, mate. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: So, I didn't think of that. Still Let's getting
0: fuel. Still getting fuel for the car. So he was fourth still... rather than seventh.
1: Exactly. Great point. All he needs to do is finish fourth. That's what he's paid to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: He's qualify fourth, finish fourth, make it <laughs> tricky for Mercedes. That's the minimum. And be on the podium if other people crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the minimum they're looking for. Yeah. Cool. But, and so we jump straight onto the race and the race start. I was expecting Chaos going into Turn 1, just because it's, so, it's such a weird corner, but it was relatively tidy. Um, Verstappen got a decent start, but couldn't really get past. Um, Sainz got a really good start up into fourth to get past Perez. And I really liked Ocon's move on Lando on the first lap as Yeah, breaking. Mm. Yeah, t- to take seventh off of Lando, mm-hmm. um, which... He then pulled back with and all that with a nice move around the outside, but I thought that was good for Ocon to he show, show the pass and as what is a slower car in the race to to show that jump because he hasn't doesn't really you don't really see much from Ocon in race replays in terms of exciting moves and I thought that was a pretty decent one.
1: The last time we saw anything from Ocon was when him and Perez were crashing into each other for that year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, right. It's been very quiet since, especially last year, but. It, but now he had a little edge there. Oh, I'm going to go for a dive. Hmm. More of that, please. Yep, yeah, good. Yeah. I think an element of that... sorry, Nick. It's got to be confidence. If he's out qualifying Fernando Alonso in the same car, mm-hmm. you've got to, that maybe improves your racecraft a bit because you're just like, oh yeah, I can
0: do this. End of lap one uh, brings out the safety car as Kemi Raikkonen is too busy checking his dashboard and runs <laughs> into the back of his teammate on the straight. <laughs> is that just... what you think happened? That's what he said happened after the race. He says he did hit. He? A, he says he hit a switch for the final corner and then had to put it back. But uh, so he was busy looking at his dashboard and <laughs> runs into the back of Giovinazzi. Loses his front wing. It's tucked under the car. Just scruffy, messy. I actually
1: yeah. thought that Giovinazzi moved a little bit back to the left. He did,
0: but it yeah. I don't think it was enough to really cause. If if Kimmy was paying attention, it's not an issue. But it was. It wasn't. <laughs> and um, he wasn't on it.
1: Oh, but with Kimmy it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyone else they get sacked.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyone else, Twitter would be an outrage. <laughs> what I do yeah. what I do love about Kennedy is how it's changed because up till his last year in Ferrari, everyone hated him because he was crap and he was wasting a seat. Yeah. And since his last year at Ferrari, everyone loves him again. Because he's, he's just Kimmy. Uh, it doesn't feel like he's wasting anything really
1: I suppose the car's not great so it's like it's not like a giving like a young upstart chance of podiums and all that
0: he he still has chance of points because Alfa Romeo are appealing the penalty they got in Imola where he lost the two points Um, yeah interesting that which I don't think was decided today but I think they made their their case to the FIA why why they shouldn't have got a penalty
1: Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, really, that team should be quicker than that so not have to worry too much about that so they can finish in the top ten most of the time. But, yeah, this year they're not doing that, even with the upgraded Ferrari power unit.
2: No, they're doing a lot better this year than I thought they were going to so far. I expect them to be with Haas and Williams and they're definitely a step in front of that.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. I actually thought Williams had made a step So that they were quicker than them, but it seems that that's just track dependent. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was just Immler, and then the rest of the year, Alpha's clearly, especially in the race, quicker. Um, And Haas are way back. Although, we'll get to it later. One of Haas' drivers actually getting close to some other cars now, which is quite exciting.
0: (laughs) I I thought Alpha and Mail were pretty decent this year, and they're kind of stuck in that weird no man's land where they're not really fighting anyone. They're just. P12. Yeah, they're yes. just kind of sat in between, um, and they're 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 kind of maxing up with Aston Martin, but really, they really shouldn't be. Yeah, um, it's it probably
1: was, Aston Martin dropping the ball a bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then so we have the safety car for five, six laps. It takes a, a week. While. I think yeah. it was a week. <laughs> it takes it's a while to that. clear the track. Um, but
1: I swear that, it was clear for a bit
0: though. It did seem to be clear. For, they seemed to do an extra lap. Some people are speculating it's for due to sponsorship on the safety car. No. <laughs> Even Martin Brundle has said that at the start of the year, he says, "I think we're going to see a lot more actual safety cars because of the we've got two safety cars and the safety cars have got sponsors." Yeah, because yeah.
1: the Mercs are red now. Yep,
0: yeah. and is it CrowdStrike sponsor them? I think
1: I don't know. It didn't didn't work on me because I don't know who the sponsor is.
0: Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, I, I think it is CrowdStrike. Um, I but...
1: can't remember what. What races are going to be Aston's and what are going to be Merck's? Is it 50 50?
0: Uh, I think it's more Aston than Merck, to be honest. But right, I might, well, have, be I, Merck, might be, I might be wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, if we were professionals, we, I should have looked it up, but we're not, so it's fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, we're always getting get this wrong. Um, so, it's safe to get a restart. Bottas kind of backs the pack up, similar to did Mijelo, but he doesn't <laughs> wait till the line. He pours <laughs> it a bit early, which catches Hamilton out. There's not a pile-up um, this time. No, there isn't. Uh, George Russell behaves this time. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> just calling it how I see it. Uh, and Verstappen gets Hamilton going through turn one, two, three, that little combination. Yeah. Um, I, was, I thought it was a good move to take take second.
1: was a good move, yeah. Um, and then it's really close, isn't it, for a while at the top.
0: Mm. Yeah, they're all kind of in and out of DRS, just following each other. Which looks, is
1: interesting, I still think.
0: It looks like Bottas gets a jump immediately, but then just comes back. He just doesn't seem to have pace in the race. It's, it's so strange.
1: Yeah, he faded there, I thought. Like, he's obviously quicker than 80% of the field, but the two cars that are right behind him, he's, he's not. But that created interest and intrigue for a while because... You had sort of Max trying to get past him, but wasn't quick enough in the straight line. And because I think he gets caught up trying to pass Bottas, he gets a bit of oversteer, he's a bit too eager. Mm-hmm. That means Lewis uh, got a run down the straight as well, right? Have I jumped ahead too much?
0: No, no. They are all battling for oh, a bit. And right. then
1: Hamilton dive bombs Max. Yeah. And I thought that was a great move as well.
0: Yeah, that was a really, I thought it was quite brave to, to take him in the way that he did because uh, Max, probably two years ago, that's ended up on the wall. Um, <laughs> yeah. Would you but have
1: gone for it, Nick? Would you have gone to the left or
0: to the right? I would think I would have gone
1: left.
2: Yeah, I think on this track, you should always go to the left, to be honest, because the angle of the corner is just too tight otherwise.
1: Yeah, the person on the inside have got such a shallow line for that weird corner that they they have to sort of break li- earlier, which, as we'll see later, so... He went, he went, right the way across there. Remember when uh, was it? Michael Schumacher put Barrichello nearly in the wall in Hungary. I was thinking, I was remembering of that. Was it like twenty twelve, thirteen, or something? Yeah. Mm. And I was like, oh, here we go. But
0: you're you're a brave man to keep going right when it looks like your opposition is just keep going that way. <laughs> yeah. Because all that needs is and You just keep edging over, and that's a an airplane yeah. crash.
1: Oh, Mark Webber. Uh, <laughs> but to me. Very importantly, that showed to me, right, Hamilton's had all these years with the best car out in front, still got it, you know, he's still got that edge to to go for the dive bomb, when he probably didn't even need to, and that that was quite impressive for me.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be, I think it's going to be quite an elbows out fight between those two this year, uh, I, I, I think there's going to be a few crashes between the two because you saw Max push on wide last week and then this week, Uh that was quite like it was quite an aggressive overtake and then defence from Hamilton to keep the place. Am I correct in thinking we
1: we didn't see like a, an outside or an onboard view of that uh defence from Hamilton, uh, Nick?
2: Not that I saw at all, you only saw the one from the front wing of the yeah. I think
1: yeah. it's aggressive, and I think we need to keep our eyes peeled on the Formula One YouTube channel in a couple of days' time when they do like. Mm-hmm. Best of on board. I hope they show like the traditional on board view from Hamilton and and Max cause, I thought it was like, interesting. Like say, what
2: Brundle said as well.
1: Um, oh yeah, what did he say?
2: Well, he said that he doesn't need to give him room because he's going around the outside. Um, and I thought, if you're there, don't you have to leave a car's width?
1: Interesting. Yeah. Ooh. It. I think it's if it's maybe based on how far up the outside or inside you are. And to me, this seems like almost level, right? Yeah. But it's like and it's I almost think there angle. was contact. Yeah, yeah, it's hard stuff at that angle. But I felt like there was a bit of tyre rubbing. Yeah, very possible. But we'll have to wait for the onboards or if we ever get to see it, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's one of those ones, if you're on the outside of a, a tight right-hand corner and you're on the left, are you going to just get squeezed out if you leave your car there?
1: I think you are. If you're halfway up or a quarter up, but if you're fully alongside
0: them, yeah,
1: then you might think, oh, well, I can go around the outside here, Use a bit of the kerb. Mm. 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 It's a tricky one.
0: I think you need to leave the space on the way in to the corner. But on the way out, it's kind of almost anyone's game then. If someone decides to push you wide, like uh, Verstappen did to Leclerc at Austria. Once you're yeah. coming out of the corner if someone pushes you away, that's kind of seems to be seen as okay these days. Mm. So well, like
1: you said, like a Miller at turn one turn two, sorry, in the <laughs> at the start of the last race. Um, um, but just good to see them close enough and quick and reasonably equal cars having that battle.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that uh, put Hamilton to P two. It did. Uh, another interesting move at the restart was Norris getting past Perez. Um, down in I think turn five, the left hand oh. pun. Yeah, uh, Norris runs a bit wide through turn four, of the exit to gain a bit more speed. Um, and gets past Perez with a nice move. And he's ahead of him for about ten laps. Um, and Clarm looks like it's got decent pace, and it that pretty much kills Perez's race because I think he's ended up about nine seconds behind. Yeah, the front mm-hmm. pack. Uh, but it was a good move from Norris, and it's good to see McLaren with that sort of pace. But there was a bit of controversy about running wide to gain extra speed, extra pace. What do you guys think?
1: After you, well, I've got some strong opinions, so I'll go after the level-headed person.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, he did go marginally over the line, but a lot of them were doing that anyway. But he'd have got the run on him regardless he had the DRS and so I don't think it helped him get the overtake
1: i have forgotten there was a DRS zone there and if the DRS was active at that point that's that's something that I missed and therefore what I was going to say is null and void <laughs> but I was thinking if that was a qualifying lap it's lap delete. but I also then think yeah but it's clever as a racer to know that if you run riding the race there once or twice you're probably only going to get a warning anyway so why yeah. not maximise Save it as like a, a trump card, and use it to try and get a quicker run through the exit to try and overtake someone. Mm. So I actually admire it, but it's just I don't know. I'm going to sound some like someone like Tiffany Dell now, but you know if there's a gravel <laughs> trap there, you couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> I mean, so, I, I, yeah. I, I don't think that's it's, it's not like I wouldn't do that. As you both know, and I'm Monday <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when we race in GT Sport. I don't think there's anything too wrong with it. I can see if you're yeah. going if you're going to enforce track limits, then you need to you need to say that, that probably wasn't fair. But exactly. uh, I'm not. I'm a, I'm I'm relatively flexible on track limits to be honest. Um, Maybe you should be the next
1: driving steward. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't know about driving steward, but I can certainly sit in the co- the corner and tell them they're all idiots. <laughs> uh, Notice. When it was place to Perez after about ten laps or something. And there was a bit of a debate on commentary whether it was a real overtake or where Lando just let him pass. It was from a long way back. I've I thought I thought it was a, I thought it was a genuine overtake, but it was weird that Lando didn't bother defending it. I think he probably knew at that point his tires were done.
1: In his post race interview Norris billed it as he didn't he wasn't told to do it or anything. It was a genuine thing. So what I'm thinking was they knew that Perez was quicker and fighting him would slow Norris up for the P5. Hmm. So when they got into striking range, Norris deliberately didn't fight the position. That's what hmm. I'm thinking. Yeah. Which you hate, Colin.
0: Uh, yeah, it bothers me. Uh, <laughs> I just hate seeing guys sitting at the side of the track letting people overtake them. It, just, just, uh, it bugs me, but I know why they do it. The professionals, yeah. and I would be an idiot fighting that all the way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, someone else I should have mentioned uh, at restart with signs from P4 just going backwards.
1: Yeah, that was a uh, shame.
0: His race quite well unraveled, to be honest, after a great be- start.
1: Yeah, and because of that, I think they were like, right, we'll tr- try something different. So he pitted quite early, I thought, hmm. which then impacted him later on in the race because his tyres were shot. Yeah. In comparison to others around him. And someone else who bowled the wide... Or oh, many at the restart, which was really disappointed by, was George Russell.
0: Yeah, oh, he was terrible.
1: How bad was that? It was P eleven, and then all of a sudden he was fifteenth.
2: Yeah. yeah, but we didn't see why. Don't know if there was any no. small incident or if he just wasn't quick enough. I don't know.
0: No, it was it was it was odd. They never never showed any onboard, didn't they? We would cover it. Mm. um and I, yeah, he I just didn't see a pace. I mean, at one point, I think he got overtaken by Latifi, uh,
1: yeah.
0: ran outside of turn one, which is just very strange for De George. So i yeah, I'm hoping to see some on board the next couple of days because something must have happened. If it, if something didn't happen, that was just true pace, and that's pretty shocking from him. Although yeah. although we're, we are probably saying he outperformed the car in qualifying. So, yeah.
1: Part right. of me thinks, all oh, right, he's just falling back to his natural position, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would have liked to seen a bit more spunk. And also, uh, Yuki Sonoda overtook him, and the commentary team thought it was Alonso. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I spied that.
1: And but Alonso was like four positions ahead of that at that point, but you know, mm-hmm. easy to sit there not commentating and talking about other things. Uh, but that does seem to be a recurring theme.
0: Well, the uh, Sky Sports commentators have had their day.
1: I think so. I think so. I mean, I listened to Five Live today for a bit and I thought that commentary was excellent.
3: Mm.
1: Obviously, I couldn't see the race because I was listening to the <laughs> radio, driving at the time. But uh, do you know what? Julian Palmer's a really good commentator, which is quite surprising. Well, maybe not because his dad actually went into commentary and he's forming one career field as well, right? <laughs> but he, Julian Palmer is is uh, really good, he's really insightful, he's quite honest. He's mm. very honest for the BBC. You know, he's like, Mazzapini's seriously poor and stuff like that. <laughs> That's yeah. what he said in the race, he's, and I thought, brilliant. He's,
0: uh, he's not afraid to hide his opinion, which is fair enough. Um, I
1: wonder if it's with the Sky commentators that they're sort of. That's the English feed for all of F1, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not if you're watching it in Australia or you're watching it on the Formula One YouTube channel. And I wonder sometimes if they just have to 5% temper their opinions a bit. Whereas the BBC are on the radio, where three people listen to it, they're, oh, they go for it. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd, there's probably something in that that they're like the official. Yeah. Commentary team of all of F1. Yep. Yeah, uh, you're right. There's probably something in that, but I do think Sky can get better. I do. I think Sky have got better in the ranks. Um,
1: oh well, now they've been trying it out with free practice this year with, um, was it Natalie Pinkman and Karen Chanduk?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I still don't mind Brando. I just think he needs yeah. someone new beside him, uh, kind of liven it all up. And I think actually, when you watch free practice one, uh, Natalie Pinkham does really well.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I don't
0: know if anyway, I, I do think there's there's better people out there. that could they could get, but we're not gonna. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was a professional before uh, you started coming on this podcast, Tom. I never mentioned Crofty, and then you kept bringing it up. I like stuck in the fire. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay somewhat level headed, but I, I don't like. him and I don't like Ted Kravitz, <laughs> and I think they both need to sack. But uh, that may make it awkward if I meet them in the future. But...
2: Well, I never used to mind Crofty until I heard this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: ah, you've and then you've him. ruined him for me. I, I ruined him. I just, I'll tell oh. you one thing: he's really good at facts, and I think no, the really research. Not. What? <laughs> Come on. Facts. Not Does he facts. Not good facts? <laughs> when it's at the end of the race, is like you know that's the six thousandth time they've done a lap around this track. You think, oh, a lot of research has gone
0: into that. I hate it's all that. It's completely pointless. But... Yeah, I hate mm. all that pointless numbered gibberish. <laughs> Yeah, just commentate on your race and stop trying to make stupid jokes and analogies that you can't do because you're thick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was his favourite one this race? About the roller coasters, was it you mentioned? Uh,
0: yeah, it was one about the big dipper at Blackpool Pleasure Beach, which uh, Bundle just basically ignored. Yeah, <laughs> because this track is apparently like a roller coaster. To be fair,
1: I might have written that in an article at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about it now, I have probably said that. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's hard not to fall into the whatever the media, the standard media burp is about tracks. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've not used the word undulating yet. Uh, <laughs> that's one that gets that's thrown about a
1: lot. Uh, mm. Man, I've taken us down an uh, avenue there. I think at this point, where were we after the safety car? I think, car.
0: Uh, yeah, after lap 20, <laughs> uh, Hamilton takes the lead on Bottas. Oh, yeah, I what do thought, you think of that move? I thought it was a really good move uh, around the outside. I thought it was, to go around the outside there is always brave because you're trusting mm-hmm. the guy inside not to do a uh, Lance Stroll and t- yeah. t- take you out. But I, I suppose <laughs> a good be, being his teammate, he probably had a bit more faith in him, but I thought it was a, it was a good move for Hamilton. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Yeah, part of me thinks that it was an amazing move, but uh, Bottas' confidence is shot when it comes to wheel-to-wheel action with Hamilton. And Hamilton was perhaps not as far enough up before the breaking point as we've seen with other moves at that same corner. And he just... Bottas had to break so much early. It was a tiny bit of almost like I felt like, ooh, has he let him get that? I don't think he did. I just don't think he's got that edge anymore when it comes to combat. He's got the speed to get quickest times and uh, qualifying, but just racecraft. I just wonder about Bottas a bit.
2: And after Imola as well, maybe he's a bit conscious about another crash.
1: That's a very good point, because that was a a heavy one. Oh, and by Hmm. the way, don't want to go down the Imola rabbit hole, but did you see, you know when Russell went up and was really angry and was Uh, saying something and knocked him on the head? What I didn't realise was Bottas was giving him the finger at that point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I only saw that later on like a video Where someone like zoomed Dale in on slow motion I was like ah That ex- explains a lot more So he's still got some fight in him I just think yeah maybe that Imola crashed your right Nick In terms of uh, And it's and the fact it's his teammate in And the fighting for the Constructors title and all this Just sort of all those factors weighed into that move
0: I just wonder about Bottas with confidence Because he had two pretty poor spaces to start And then got pole. But then didn't really carry that into the race. I mean, no, um, he didn't. Didn't have
1: the sp- have um the the final one percent edge in the race. I don't think. No, oh. he didn't
0: really have the race pace. Um, but it's, it's just I'm just I'm starting to worry for Bottas because it's going to be too. a long season. And when he got pulled yesterday, I thought, right, okay, put your foot <laughs> on this and like make sure you win at any cost. But yeah. It didn't really, really challenge. Once, uh, after the restart, he just got caught in. Um yeah. And then also by this point, Max is kind of fighting on his own because Perez, once he gets past Norris, is about nine seconds back, which is mm-hmm. it's too far. And uh, that's not what Red Bull want. Fourth, yes, no. but fourth within a second or two of Bottas yeah. is what they want.
1: The only thing I'd say to that is when the pit stop started happening... Um, I feel like maybe Red Bull might have left they still had the option of keeping Perez out front for a long time and I was thinking, oh here we go, it's to slow Hamilton down a bit it didn't really in the end and it's probably more to sort of get them onto the soft tyres at the end of the race to get a fastest lap but they, were, they were still had a little strategy play with him, but you're right he wasn't close enough, but maybe he wasn't close enough because of the first laps going on Yeah
0: What do you think of what Perez has done so far? He's up and down like a roller coaster. Hey. <laughs> is that Back, a big one? It's, it's a big dipper.
1: What do you think, Nick?
2: I think it's too early to judge him. Yeah. I, guess, but I think he's done okay. But that's it so far. But you can't judge him to at least sort of halfway through the season. If not the whole season.
1: I'd agree with that. Because I think the whole car is designed around Max. But he's not being consistent enough. I think he's been, he's been. I think he's been uh, maybe mentally pushing a bit too hard, thinking, "Oh my god, I'm half a second behind him," hmm. and he, he sort of needs to let that come to him. Like with Saints Ferrari and Ricardo at McLaren and Vettel at Aston Martin, the half season point is the is the real judgment, I think.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Vettel and Ricardo there. Vettel just went slightly going backwards as well. Yeah, I mean Aston didn't have pace, and uh, nah. I thought Ricardo had a decent recovery had a few moves into Turn 1 which were decent, mm, but it, it pretty much just shows that, uh, that McLaren's best of the rest, really, on pace. I mean, the don't think any of the moves were overly challenging. I think they were decent, but it pretty much just shows where they are sitting at the moment.
1: Yeah, they were, they were like, the moves were either really because of like DRS or different tyres, mm. but at least he did make it into the points. And I think you're right. McLaren is the third fastest vehicle at the minute.
0: Mm.
1: And if he qualified better maybe it would have been in sixth or seventh or something
0: like this. Yeah. Alonso had a pretty good fight back as well, I thought. Getting oh, the old Alonso was back. Yeah, getting <laughs> himself into points. He was uh he was fighting with Snowder again for a little while. I think Snowder got ahead initially. Uh, and then I think he caught it back during the pit stops. But um, I thought he had a relatively decent race because I don't know where he was and how off the pace he looked yesterday.
1: Yeah, the old, the old Alonso was back. I saw Nico Rosberg saying after the race. I think that's a bit of a hyperbole, to be honest. Yeah. But it, but he did have a great race in so much as they had the late pit stop strategy, which meant he had fresh rubber at the end, which maybe made him look like he was doing the old Alonso, right? But ultimately, we were big enough Ocon, and he only finished 1.1 seconds behind him at the end. So across that race distance, you'd have to say that was a really good race. And he, well, see, He's known for never giving up until the, the chequered flag, right? And uh, so in that respect, that was quite good. Any opinions on Alonso, Nick?
2: Well, I don't think he's got the ultimate pace yet, but he's always got race craft.
1: That's correct. Like a touring car driver.
2: Yeah. He'll always make progress during a race. doesn't matter what car you're giving.
1: Yeah, true, actually. He's never going backwards, is he? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, right. he did a little bit of barring. Bar- bar- <laughs> bar but...
2: uh... Um I
0: thought Vettel just went backwards today. Yeah, I didn't. You didn't really see any, any, anything from him. No. Like uh, even some of the on-board that you saw, I mean, it was just, it was just meh. I as mean, you can. Nuts all by his absence. Yeah, I mean, he was. He'll be Giovinazzi at the
1: end. I know. He was behind he was, Stroll as well.
0: <laughs> it was just pretty. Yeah. Average. Um and I think that the, they've got an average driver and an average car. There, it's just, it's it's going to be a hard year for for uh, whatever yeah, they call now Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I won't point. Uh, but I, I think they've just got to go on with it and call it back. I know that all of them are still complaining about the rules, but they're not going to get them changed. Back at this point. Yeah, that's true. Them. It's going to be a
1: tricky, tricky year. Yeah, they, they have got some updates.
0: I mean the, the, only, the only reason you always see big rule changes during the year is safety I uh, remember they mm-hmm. changed the tyres a few years ago but that was just safety it was the main driver for yeah. that and then last year was engine reg was just I'm trying so to level the plane field a little bit but I don't think it was I don't think they're going to change majorly change the aero rules this year uh, especially considering the cars getting binned at the end of the year uh, just uh, yeah. they're, they're not going to win that argument I just think yeah
1: all that money I and think Nick uh, sure will be uh, interesting effort. with
2: Vettel though, because will he adapt to the different rule set better than this one he's just not done very well since the uh, hybrid era really
1: that's a fair point yeah will he be around to adapt that's the main question I think like
0: there was, yeah. was talk this weekend of potentially uh, George Russell getting that seat next year. Ah, that's an interesting idea. There's a bit of debate on Sky about uh, how secure Vitell's contract is because they've never said how long it is, they've only said a multi year agreement. Yeah, which, which is makes one of think someone, someone has a break clause there. And yeah. it's going to be interesting come the end of the year if, if he's still not got to go through to that car, which you think he would, given his experience, but if he still doesn't, it'll be interesting to see whether he's even there next year.
1: That's a very interesting point. The old Merc ties to Russell and that car being a copy of the... well, not much, as much these days, but... Huh. Well, I'd love yeah, to see that, also actually. There's
0: talk about Bottas going there, so...
1: Oh well... I actually feel like if Bottas gets himself together, he gets another year contract, in my opinion. Mm. Because he's a a good number too. Oh, anyway, we talked about that on some previous stuff. and That was a 2022 podcast preview we did.
0: Yeah. yeah. In 2020. Yeah, we've done a few of those. Uh, To be honest, I thought the rest of the race was pretty dull. Um, The only other incident of note I can really think of was Mazepin blocking Perez while Perez was leading the race having not pitied uh, Mazepin got a five second penalty it just kind of feeds into the narrative and the feeling of most people is that Mazepin isn't ready for F1 just when you see things like that I think will you be. saw
1: never will be oh strong mm. words from uh, <laughs> Nick Saunders there
0: 2021 we had it here yeah, he's he's clearly got some pace because he's done reasonably well in F two last year. He won a couple of races, but it's there's just it's hard to tell what's wrong. He's not comfortable in the car. He's not got the pace. He had lots of spins the first two weekend. He's not really got much awareness around him because he had a a moment with Max Schumacher in practice as well. Yeah, it's just nothing's comfortable there for him, and it yep. might just take time.
1: But, it was all over in practice, all over the place in practice. But then I think, well, that's practice. Practice is practice. It's by definition, not too bad. Um, but just ah, uh, yeah, it didn't spin this race. Am I right?
0: Not that scene. I think it, it, so. it was males behind his teammate, but I don't know if that was just pace or not. But I don't uh, think it's spun. But blocking Perez,
1: fun. the race leader, is is uh, not good. And I think five seconds is actually quite lenient because. Yeah. Imagine if that was Perez had pitted and that was for the race leader and all this and then yeah. a few laps later Hamilton actually catches up and overtakes him right. Yeah. I'm not saying that was direct result of the mazepin thing but it, it could have been a contributing factor. Um if they're on like equal tyres. So that, that's not ideal. And I guess the other thing that happened was uh Verstappen got past Bottas after the pit stops. Cuz it seemed mm. like to me the tyres were taking one or two laps to get any heat in the into them and yeah. if you watch Bottas at that point, he's like driving a ice And then, yeah, Versta- Verstappen yeah. tries to. He's already got the overlap, but he really doesn't let Bottas turn in, <laughs> down at the hairpin, full Rosberg spec. <laughs> just, Which is fine.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Um, I forgot about that. And Perez, Perez, Bottas, and Verstappen all go for the fastest lap at the end because they're just nobody's catching Hamlet once it gets. The what knowledge. do you think about that? Was that like good to watch
1: or confusing to watch? If I'm like the casual F one fan, what the heck's happening there?
0: I quite like uh, the fastest lap real too. Yeah. If if that doesn't happen, the four are just driving in procession to the end of the race. Yeah, yeah, that's true. At least it gives you a bit something extra at the end.
1: Be- before that, as well, I'd like to shout out to Mick Schumacher oh, yeah. for being on TV. Yes. <laughs>
2: racing a hack
1: instead of yeah. driving it racing, good point, good distinction yeah, hmm. it was with Latifi at one point, oh he went sideways and left these massive uh, black <laughs> yeah. lines on the track, <laughs> yeah did you see that
2: <laughs> yeah it was very good to see and it shows I think that Schumacher does have potential
1: yeah because that car is not great, we were all talking about the Williams mm-hmm. taking a step forward, I don't know why Latifi was there to be honest I don't know if anything happened early in the race uh, but yeah, then, it's it's,
2: tires or what.
1: yeah, it could have been the different strategies, I guess, age of tyre. But then we didn't see the move from Mick. But as his engineer said afterwards, you pressured him into the mistake. And I think that's fair. I do think that's fair. I think Latifi locked up and went wide, and Mick went through. And therefore, mm-hmm. he didn't finish in the penultimate position, which is great. No.
0: Don't see been someone... doing that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm not sure you will, unless you. Um, I was going to say if he probably needed an F two, but he had two years. Kind of, <laughs> once you've had two years F two, it's normally you're expected to jump up. But what did you, you do? Think? Uh,
1: Giuliano Lacey and go to Japan.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I sacked him from Bar GP on the game a few a few weeks <laughs> ago. So, <laughs> what do, what do you think of uh, Watifu? Because at one point in the race he overtook Russell, um, but then. I'm just never really that impressed, to be honest.
2: Yeah, they both yeah. went backwards in different ways at you know, different yeah. times yeah. in the race, so I'm not really sure why there was a reason for that. But
1: I'm wondering if that's a setup thing, mm. just to give them benefit of the doubt, because they they definitely struggled, like you say, at different parts of the race. So it wasn't just like if it was just the TF on his own going backwards, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, rubbish." But Russell really struggled in the midsection, so.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mentioned Yuki Tsunoda uh, got more warnings for track limits early on. His <laughs> engineer did he? Uh, I think it was like it was like eight laps in, and uh, yeah. his engineer came on. I was like, "Yuki, you've had two warnings already. Stop it. This is it. No more track limits at Turn One." Because I think uh, uh, I think has got a habit of ignoring these race engineers doing it once, because he got a penalty M O for the same thing despite being warned. and uh yeah, I think he's yeah. a, a lot angry man once he gets in the car. He probably can't see the corners. <laughs> <able> oh!
1: <laughs> he, he locked up and went off as well towards the end of the race. I don't know. I think he lost a position. Um, to Stroll. Was it to Stroll? Yeah. That was a shame. Yeah, we. You know, going back to uh, what we were saying, he was really calm at race, one not impressive. Since then, he's just been pushing. He's driving too hard. He needs to be patient and Build up. Yeah, um,
0: someone yeah. needs to have a word with him and calm him down. Because yeah. guys, we got tenth again. He's looking pretty mm-hmm. good for the season. Pretty consistent, quick. Uh, yeah. Son- Sonora just looks over the place. To be honest, he's uh, yeah. entertaining. Yeah, and he needs he calm down.
1: I I I love him. I'm like it's great that he's there. But how long does that sustain the career? You know, at some point, but you know, early days, early days.
2: I was going to say he was very impressive in Formula Two. I thought, in the, yeah. it was his debut season last year, and he was potentially fighting for the title until a couple of races to the end.
1: Very good point, and that's equal cars, isn't it? And also, yeah. you know, he's, he's effectively been fast tracked into F one. Yeah. So he's still, even though he's really good in F two, he's still learning, maybe yeah. more so than some other drivers that are on the that are new to the F one grid this year.
0: I like it. I, I just think it's been a big change from race one when he was from a song that is yeah. cool, calm, collected, but aggressive and clinical to shouting, screaming over the radio the race. <laughs> just ignore Traffic the paradise track. doesn't make any sense. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> I don't know what this is. Track limits paradise for him today. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to mention as well the fastest lap thing at the end. I don't know if you were going to get no. to that, Colin. No, no. But go on. I think you might, we already mentioned it, but. Um, I did think it was so priceless that... Uh, so, obviously, Hamilton won, and Max got the fastest lap on the last lap, right? Bottas got it on the penultimate lap. <laughs> and Perez had it a few laps before that. So, Max is deleted. And he was off the track. Like, you watch the replay back, it is. But he was saying something like, oh, well, I didn't realise that that part of the track was being monitored. Yeah. But um, that Paul DeResta in the post-race interview had to break it to him. It was so <laughs> awkward, but also so amazing. Yeah. Because Max, like, it wasn't like a question that was asked to him. Max was like, oh, brilliant, you know, boasting. i got the fastest lap on the final lap. Yeah. And the rest of them was like, oh, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but it was it, in yeah. the uh, race notes, apparently, from Saturday that track limits are monitored at that corner. So he should have known that.
1: Oh, that's why Nick's on this episode. Proper journalistic research there. Yeah. Thanks I mean, for saving our bacon. To be,
0: <laughs> be fear. That's a couple of times now that Red Bull have missed that. Not reading Mm -hmm. the race director's notes properly. Because remember at Bahrain, they didn't know about the track limits at turn five. Yeah. And they didn't know about the track limits here again. So that's race engineer and uh, Max Mm. need to actually start reading.
1: Yeah. And like Max, you wouldn't necessarily expect him to read the rule book, but the team around him should thoroughly brief him on, you can't, you can't. Maybe they did that. Yeah. But in the heat of the moment, you, you don't know. But...
2: Well, Helmut Marco has since said that there's issues with track limits. He's blaming that. Uh, I think it was creating not... the um, Norris and Perez overtake and trying to compare uh... that to Verstappen losing the fastest lap. Mm. Which I didn't really see. The... I know it's both to do with track limits, but you can't really compare the two incidents.
1: Different incidences, I can kind of see where he's going. I did think, you know, did you see after as soon as Max had like crossed the line, he was on the phone? Did you see that? And I was like, Is he calling him. the stewards <laughs> 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 or is he having a moment to some PR person already? Uh,
0: he speaks too much to journalists, I think that's all he does. Is yeah, set yeah. phone up, journal- they probably don't even phone him. He's probably, yeah, I thought, I thought- <laughs> he's <laughs> just got a list of people put phone phone's round and just slags people off. um
1: also, Crofty made some joke about uh, it, that, because it's he it was like, Sir Lewis Hamilton is night and day ahead of the field. Oh, we shouldn't mention that, right? We're not going down that route. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> New <laughs> commentators. Commentary. New commentators. Yeah, yeah, but night night mm-hmm. and day above was a bit oh, for me. Yeah, um, But it's yeah. trying. And I love it how Nico Rosberg is so enjoying the fact that Hamilton is showing his true metal and how tough he is to beat against Max. <laughs> Because it mm. adds credence to his victory. <laughs>
0: yeah. You like right, that's what it is.
1: Oh, 100%. He's like buzzing in it in <laughs> first race. like, Oh, yeah, well, now Max can see just how hard Lewis Hamilton is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he says.
0: Uh, yeah. It's uh, To be fair, Hamilton's had two years off basically fighting race after race and now he yeah. has to. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good. To, it's good to see that he's still got the fight in him. Yeah, easy, easy to go soft. and um, just toddler tw- around yourself last year.
1: Exactly, like he's got his ninety-seven win th- win today. So you'd think, he, and uh, like I say, a majority of them are sort of on his own. But he had to really fight for this one, and the fact that he did was was um, a true sign of his ability. And also, it's a bit weird how you know you look at the results, and he was what twenty-nine seconds ahead, but it was it was only five seconds ahead. Going into the latter stage of the race, hmm. yeah. And the, and the commentary and people social media, were like, "Oh, race is in the pocket." I mean, if you just think about the last few years, five seconds is tiny, really.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: anything can happen—one lockup or one half spin, or you know—it's not and in they the did pocket.
2: consider pitting Hamilton for the fastest lap as well. And so it could have been a problem with the pit stops.
1: So they exactly, to, I think. I thought it was very wise when Hamilton on the radio said, "Ah, uh, yes," he said something like, "Should we?" and then he went, "Nah." <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was very clever. That's very, very clever because <laughs> it's very tempting to go get the extra point. But yeah, yeah, like you say, what happens if the wheel gun is dropped or something?
2: Yeah, gain the point or lose 25. Yeah. That is the possibility. Take
1: 25. Say, but... Yeah.
0: Yep. That leaves the point after race as eight clear for Stappen. And then Norris is third after three. To- <laughs> f- three is top. he really? Well, was he's oh, finished no, no. fourth. Third and fifth, fifth, yeah. So he's he's finished top five all three races. So he's third and thirty seven, Bottas is fourth thirty two, Leclerc fifth twenty eight, and Perez on twenty two. So uh, hmm. my thoughts for Perez title charge is not happening so far. It's <laughs> over. <laughs> it's mm. over already. Um, but after I, that, I, I still, I still think um, Red Bull should probably be leading at this point they didn't have the pace mm-hmm. in the straights today but if you think, mistake in Bahrain cost them the race and then yep. a qualifying mistake here cost him pull yep That's and the lost the yeah. fastest lap also another mistake so and those mistakes are view, building up
1: yeah and from a team point of view Perez was all over the shopping in Milan oh, which yeah. doesn't help yeah does it So. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was a fine race. How out of ten, what would you score the race, Colin? And then what would you score it, Nick?
0: Five. Did, okay. <laughs> I was a,
1: <laughs> a six. I, I think Colin, um, you fell a six, yeah.
0: right? Yeah, but I'm on pain course. <laughs> <laughs> uh I had, a, I, had a, I had an accident this morning, so I'm, I'm on pain course. I think that's why I nodded off and had to catch back up after. So uh, so Colin's
1: ill and on drugs, and my internet's been playing up all podcasts, so it's only been Nick that's been carried us through, so I do apologise to, to, to all the listeners, which is quite an amb- ambitious statement.
0: I, I thought the first half of the race was decent, but I was expecting more, because hmm. I, I just remember last year there being more overtakes. Um, that well, last might, year was that, crazy. That might just be faulty memory, but I remember there being more into Turn 1 than, uh, than yeah, there, there was this year.
1: Well, Lance Stroll was fighting for positions in the points, then, so he was uh, crashing into people. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, it took It was sprinkled now. with rain, did it at the start, and it was like minus six yeah. degrees. Not, you know, there was all that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right; it was it was more subdued this year. Maybe that's indicative of actually how the season will go, in my opinion, because when you've got four cars so close at the front, they're not necessarily overtaking each other all the time, they're just sort of there, and then if someone does make a slight mm-hmm. error, then there's some action
0: yeah after, I mean I thought it felt like last year we had more midfield battles because they're a bit closer uh, this year it was like McLa- McLaren well. have made a step so there's a bit there and then Ferrari's Ast- made a step as well and then Aston Martin's fallen back so I don't think the midfield's as competitive as it was last Correct. year so hopefully by mid-season that'll be back but it doesn't also the two like Haas drivers
1: aren't crashing into each other either It's
0: <laughs> very true um, that was always entertaining oh Roman <laughs> <laughs> I mean, He's doing okay in IndyCar so far. Yeah, I watched I uh, race in Florida last week. He was, I think, he was running like 17 for something like that. Ah, uh, yeah, raised, the one before that. Him.
1: The first race, he was um, in the top ten. I think he finished in the top ten as well. That one in Florida is crazy. That track is so like all the drivers are just broken afterwards. Don't you saw the winner? I can't remember his name. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't talk. He was so tired. And actually. Me, part of me thinks that's how everyone should be.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It should be. You know, is,
2: um, Grosjean's still going to get that test from Mercedes, that believe they, they offered to him, or has nah, that
0: disappeared? that's disappeared. I think that ain't happening. happening. I think he still talks about it, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know if Mercedes yeah. do. To... <laughs> when yeah. will they do it though? Realistically, when would they do it? Do we need to probably do it?
1: That the only thing they can season. do is a driver day at the end of the year. Which is not a young driver, is he?
0: That or they need no. to use like a promo filming day. Yeah. And then chuck him in for that.
2: Or, or, a two-year-old car.
0: Yeah. Which is which is what's what's point of a two-year-old car though? Depends yeah. who he wants. If he just wants to drive an F1 car again, then mm-hmm. fair enough. True. If, if he wants to drive the up-to-date Mercedes, then he might be asking too much.
1: It, it, yeah, you're right. Actually, it'll be 2016, 2017, 18 car,
0: won't it? Which mm-hmm. is still better than his house, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll yeah. be will be an upgrade whatever he does. Cool. So, what did you think of this time overall? Enjoy it.
1: Oh yeah, I I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm quite ooh, put it out there.
0: Enjoyed it. I.
1: Uh, I did give it a ten.
0: I too. <laughs> I <laughs> thought it was okay. No, no,
1: no. There there wasn't that much going on on the track per se, right? So therefore, it's quite dull. But in some sense, it was quite interesting to follow the, the just the timing screen. It's almost a race where I could just watch the timing screen because there's nothing going on. But oh, it's brilliant that three cars are sort of, or at least two cars are really close at the front. I think it was five seconds between Hamilton and Verstappen, then another five back to Bottas. Of course, Bottas had this weird engine drama for a lap or two, so he would have been yeah. close to Max potentially as well, right? So there was some jeopardy involved, at least. But it's not a classic. But I've gone with. Uh, I'm going to revise it. Six and a half.
0: Six and a half. <laughs> See, you're down voting it. We're, we're bringing you down. As I the, was
1: talking about it, I was really like, no, 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 come on.
0: Yeah. Well, six and a half. Next race probably isn't going to be much better. <laughs> we're at Spain, which is my your re- favourite, my least favourite track <laughs> on the calendar. I hate it. And the, either the
2: shortest or longest podcast that will be.
0: Uh, I, th- I, I actually think the Spanish Grand Prix was the first one I did for this uh, last it? year which I, don't, I don't know why that episode, that Grand Prix would have inspired me to do this, to be honest I just maybe really <laughs> needed to have a moan yeah, episode one, Spanish Grand Prix so uh, do you know what the race <laughs> is called? oh god, here we go oh god I oh, sorry, I've let it
1: down, it's actually straightforward <laughs> It's the Aramco Grand Prix of Spain.
0: No, that's not really ah. that. It's not really... Uh, <laughs> made in Japan, or made in Italy. Whatever the last one was. <laughs> yeah, Whatever the hell that was Emilia called. Romano. That was it. Emilia Romano, Premier mm-hmm. Pirelli. Pizza. Oh, God knows. The yeah, Imola this... Grand Prix. Is it, is yeah. It... Yes. I mean, this one... This one isn't that much worse either. It's just yes. Grand Premier de Portugal. <clears throat> so. yeah, with the
1: word Heineken in there.
0: Heineken, yeah.
1: Oh, is there any bad ones? I'm just looking. Are there any bad ones coming up? They're all straightforward, although oh, the Austrian one is the My World Grand Prix. <laughs> no, that's fine as well. No, they're all fine. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, oh, no, just... wait. The Mexico one, I've no <laughs> idea what that is. We'll come to that later in the year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that word either. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Yeah, Australia, it's normal. Saudi Arabia, normal.
1: Come on, Australia's not happening. You don't Get think? It with the program. Uh, what was cancelled in Australia recently? Uh, was it World Superbikes? Phillip Island? <laughs> or live Google to finish off the podcast. I'm so sorry. Phillip Island cancelled. Oh, you can hear me typing as well. Uh the worst world Superbike bosses <laughs> announced this morning the cancellation of 2021 philip island race weekend and this was when was this announced oh my internet's so slow today uh, this was announced on the 29th so recently mm. czech republic will replace it in the calendar and that was in august that's scheduled for august oh. mm. so um I'm skeptical mm. as to Australia actually happening, even though they uh, did release a video of them digging up the track recently. So they are going ahead with the renovations,
0: mm. which makes sense. Anyway, I wonder if a second race in the states might be on the cards then, since we're over that way. Because yeah, maybe America's getting pretty open. Is it? Uh, yeah, especially Texas. For are totally open. Um, they've got they had oh, a full yeah. packed stadium for the UFC last weekend. Really? I mean, Maybe all... they just
1: do two races at Kota then.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking because it's kind of over that way.
1: Now that is a track that will break the drivers' back. It's so bumpy these days. Yeah. Have you noticed Like, was it last year? Last time? I was watching some <laughs> GT racing the weekend, and oh man, the track surface has degraded so much.
0: <laughs> oh, right. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It's got all these bumps in it now. It's weird. It's actually like what the game is like in the Codemasters game, which is
0: right. <laughs> they've circled back round. <laughs> it rattles about. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the Codemasters are just not bothering updating their track models. They're so just waiting until the tracks get back to yeah. what they've got. Exactly. So spa, the spam model will end up being correct at some point again. <laughs> They'll eventually catch uh, up. Oh but
1: anyway,
0: yeah, Spain next week. Uh, I'm not excited, mm. but I will watch as always. And then we're at Monaco after that, where the historic Grand Prix was there last week. Which was nice to see (laughs) an old Ferrari get put in the wall. It was. Was it John Olesi as well? It was John Olesi. Got a tap from behind going along the street, and it put him into the wall and just screwed it. My favourite thing was that he got in the car and just stood at the side of the car on the track for like a minute with (laughs) people just flying past him, and then to get off the track, get off the track. like scaled defence at the side, it was like proper old school, like no safety at all. Yeah, <laughs> so it was a historic
1: race, not just in the cars, but in the terms of the safety as well. Yeah, but... uh, just oh, I don't want to do things, but Formula E is actually there the week before, I think, or two weeks before, and oh. I think they might be using the proper track this time or a variation on it. Bother <laughs> <make> it <round. laughs> uh, well, it's only a three lap race. <laughs> no, I don't know how long it is. Sorry, uh,
0: but yeah. I've always thought about covering Formula E for this but every time I watch it, it's just a farce. So
1: Yeah, that's best Best not. Anyway, I digress. That's another another tangent. We we need to wrap up because this is a three-hour epic, isn't it, already?
0: Yes, yeah, not, not far off it. Um, Line <laughs> of Duty's starting soon. And you, you yeah. seriously seriously think I have some audio editing skills when I don't. I'm, oh, I'm so so, sorry. so much cutting and twisting and I'm so sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. I'll just stick everything together in a garage band, and you're going to ask me to do more stuff now. So thanks, Nick, for joining us in this episode. And as usual, thanks, Tom, for joining us. We'll be back this week With a very special British Tune Car season preview episode, where we preview the new season, which starts next Sunday or Saturday, really. For call <laughs> for Friday? Is it Friday? I don't know. I, Saturday. I, Saturday. So I can't remember. My, I can't remember my Tune Car calendar. But next weekend, uh, the season starts in Fruxton. And we're going to have a little preview show before that. So with our
1: BTCC correspondent Nick Saunders, yeah, the man on the ground, well, on his couch But the still.
0: Men on the ground. I think. are <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> the, the man, the man, base used to uh, Google to find out what the hell is going on in touring cars this year, because uh, I haven't got going. <laughs> I've really tried to keep up with, with all the people that are moving. So we're going to have a preview show where basically Nick tells us. What's happened? We'll set and listen, so that'll be good. For Sounds good. So we'll see you then, and then after that, will be the Spanish Grand Prix, <laughs> which hopefully won't be too bad. So we'll see you then.